Thank you, Liza, and uh, welcome everybody to the WFHB Firehouse Sessions. This is Katie Moulton. I'll be your host. And uh, joining me in the studio for some in-studio performances and interview is country musician Lindy Ortega. She is performing tonight at the Bishop, as Liza said. I believe the show starts at 9, and Adam Fawcett is opening. Um, her last two albums, at least that I know of, have been huge hits here at the station among the WFHB DJs. Uh, Cigarettes and Truck Stops was one of our like top most played albums uh, last year. So we're very excited to have her. Um, hi, Lindy. Welcome to Bloomington. Hi. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of fans here. Thank you for your support. Mm -hmm. So it's just you and your guitar. Could you start us off with a song and tell us what you're going to play? Yeah. Well, first of all, I got to talk about my new guitar, which I yes. got. Uh, I just got recently. It's my dream guitar that I got custom made. From, it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> from Gibson. It's red, which is my color. I love red. It's my favorite color. And I wear red boots on stage and always wearing red lipstick. So I needed something to match my red and black attire. So I got a custom red J200 with the old Everly pick guards on either side. And um, I, I love this guitar. And it has a name? Sanchez. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so beautiful. It's almost painful to look at. Uh, right? I know, right? <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be in its presence sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. So um, this song I'm going to sing is, uh, I, I went on a date, um, you know, back in the day when I did that sort of thing. And uh, I, I How dated, long ago? <laughs> oh, that, maybe but... like a couple of years ago. And uh, I, I went on a date with this guy who was, uh, I like to refer to him as a fancy man. Because he drove a real fancy car, and he had a lot of money, and he thought that was really impressive. And um, he didn't really have too much to say. We didn't really have anything in common, and um, it was kind of an awkward sort of date. And he just kept trying to impress me with his car. <laughs> and he didn't really understand that, you know, flashy, new, fancy cars really aren't my thing. I, I'm, I'm more into sort of the old beat-up, rusty clunkers, you yeah. know, old pickup trucks that are falling apart especially but, like the old vintage ones i love them but flashy guitars flashy guitars that might impress you. i'm into that <laughs> but i still i actually really like the vintage ones too if i could get something like this vintage that would be uh amazing but um yeah i'm, I'm more into a guy with a guitar than a guy with a fancy car so i wrote a song about uh about well f this poor guy i guess uh about how i wasn't into him which is why we mention no names. It's okay, it goes both ways. There's a lot of men that are interested in me because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Ain't gonna tell you any lies. I got a thing for long-haired guys. You can keep your suit and tie. Find a pretty little wife. I ain't the girl you're looking for I ain't the girl that lives next door I ain't the girl for you You're too clean cut with polished shoes I like them rugged with tattoos You drive a really fancy car I like a truck with rusty parts I ain't the girl you're looking for I ain't the girl that lives next door I ain't the girl for you So go ahead, darling
life The perfect wife, the perfect family I'm sorry to inform you, dear I'm not close, not even near The perfect girl will never be me So go ahead, darling Find somebody new I'll never be the one That you can't hold your body to You just heard Lindy Ortega live in the WFHB studios. And what was the name of that song? I Ain't the Girl, and it's brand new. It's not on any of my brand records. I kind of almost forgot the lyrics of the second verse, <laughs> but I, I remember just in the nick of time. We would never know. <laughs> so that's a WFHB exclusive, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, so is that on a, is it going to be on an album that's planned? I sure hope so. Yeah? Yeah. I think yeah. it's a lot of fun. Well, I was wondering, because you've released, what, three full lengths in three years yeah. or something, and an EP, which is an insane amount of production, right? Yeah, it's a lot of uh, music to put out there. I guess I just had a lot to say. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I just wonder how do you keep up that sort of like breakneck pace in between playing it shows? It just kind of um, got to be what I was used to. Mm-hmm. I just, um, uh, they kept me really busy at the label and um, I realized that, you know, when you don't have a major label with a huge marketing budget, um, you have to rely on constant touring to to get your music out there to the people and also have something you know to build on and um and put out constantly so um put out records i mean yeah <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um yeah it's uh it's a lot of work but uh i just felt like um the road was really inspiring it, it, like this past 3 years of uh, my life had never been so intensely musical mm. like the way it's been and I hadn't seen um all the cities that I went to so I found I found there was like a lot of inspiration and all that to draw from yeah so you find you're able to write on the road um it's more like I just pen ideas for things on the road like things strike me when I'm um you know in a car or on a plane or whatever whether it be like pe- people that I meet characters or scenes that I see or words that are like plastered on the side of a wall or just things inspire me random things and I just write them all down and then when I get home and I have some time to mess around with um you know chords and the guitar then they turn into songs right and Nashville is home Nashville's home now yeah it's been home for two years okay so only two years so before that where'd you come from Toronto Canada Toronto so you grew up in Toronto I did grow up in Toronto yes in an igloo with some no I'm just kidding no (laughs) no I have to to ask about that though what is the connection with what's country music like in Toronto well it's a very strange uh it's very strange how I came by country music it was a very unconventional way um my mother who's northern Irish and who you wouldn't think would be a big country music fan she's what turned me on to country she loved country music when I was growing up so I just remember listening to all her records and her record collection and she had a big um 
appreciation for all things Southern. I remember watching Gone with the Wind, and she was huge in the Civil War. So, um, yeah. From Northern Ireland. From Northern Ireland. I guess. So, I don't know. I guess there was some sort of romance about it for her, and and it sort of um, was uh, passed down to me. But is it not sort of mainstream? Is it not like a, a widely held, I don't know, passion in Toronto? Not really. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's all kind of changed a bit now because I feel like um, alternative countries, what you might right. call what I do, who knows really what the terminology for it is. But um, it wasn't a big thing when I was doing it. And people thought I was crazy and <laughs> they thought, you know, like, what are you, you're not going to make any money and you're not going to get anywhere or do anything and you should do something else. And uh, but it was just what I loved. I love classic. I love classic music, you know. And, and I think that my music, even though there's a main thread of country, um, it's kind of a, an amalgamation of my influences, which is all sort of classic inspired. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't really a big thing. And then I think since you know big TV shows like Walking Dead and um, True Blood and stuff like that started using um, that kind of music a little bit, it, it it's more popular now. Yeah, or even. Yeah. A TV show that you, I think, appeared on as yourself, Nashville. Yes, I did. <laughs> so yeah. it's all over the place. Did you feel like you needed, you had to move to Nashville to chase this dream? No, it wasn't really about that for me. It was more a history lesson, uh, in the flesh kind of history mm. lesson. Um, also, I'd kind of been spinning my wheels a bit in Toronto, and I wanted to go where there might be a little bit more opportunity, but um, definitely like all the biographies I'd been reading, Hank Williams, Patsy Cline, Johnny Cash, there was an affiliation with uh, Nashville that was, um, that's that's undeniable. It's never going to change. It's always going to have that great history. So I needed to go and absorb it. And uh, that was very important to me. Yeah. Well, so your last record is called Tin Star and it's got a track on that that sort of talks about I don't know, the grimier or my dif- more difficult side of of trying to be a musician in Nashville. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit like how how is your road been? Because now you've got you've got a bunch of albums under your belt, a bunch of EPs. But yeah, well, I think it's interesting for me because um, my road to where I am now, which is still a road that can be expended upon, <laughs> is um, has been a long, hard and arduous one. And um, and so I and and it still is in in a lot of ways even though things seem to be um, on the incline um, with you know putting out three records in a row and um, amassing a fan base uh, here and in Canada and the UK in uh, in Europe as well um, but. I'm always reminded every tour I do, we always kind of branch out and do like little towns and stuff outside of where I've been. And, and there's still shows where like maybe 20 people uh, are showing up, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, the 400 that um, might show up in some other city where I've been doing well. So I'm always reminded that there's still a lot of um, ground to pave and work to do. And, uh, and I, I am very much still in tune with the struggling musician side of myself. And I realized that Nashville is a city that um, beckons to a lot of musicians the way that Hollywood might beckon to a lot of actors who have dreams of, of becoming something. And, um, 
And so you, you witness that very strongly when you live there. And um, it was a little easier for me because um, I wasn't looking for a team. I wasn't looking for a record label or, or a booking agent. I had those things in place before I got to Nashville. So I could sort of enjoy the city for what it was, really, as opposed to be frustrated by by not getting places. But um, I've, I've definitely met people that are, and, and understandably so. And uh, I, I know that... Um, one thing that I find very inspiring is that regardless of, of the fact that they haven't really gotten anywhere and they've been there for years, um, they still have this great passion for music and, and it still excites them and they, they love it and they they're, they perform in different bands every night and they're out there every week working hard and it's really a testament to their love for the craft and um, I, I really appreciate that and find that really inspiring. So I just wanted to write like a song for sort of the mm -hmm. underdog in the music world. Yeah, that's really great. Um, I wanted to ask you about being a female country music person. Um, <laughs> but just because this year, it seems like there was a lot of talk, at least among music critics, um, about the female country songwriter rising to prominence, Brandi Clark, Casey Musgraves, like all of that. Yeah. Um, seemed a little short-sighted to me to say that that's a new thing. <laughs> um, you know, it kind of discounts so many people that have come before. But I just wonder, like, if people perceive the country music scene as, like, a boys' club, like, what can um, you say about your experience? You know, I'm not really involved in that side of things, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, I'm a hardworking musician, and um, oftentimes I don't even think of myself in terms of my gender. I just think of writing songs um, that sort of can connect to humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you're very right in saying that um, it's not a new thing. I mean, there, there's been women making great music for a long time. I think it's really just more the mainstream is catching catching on a little bit more and, and paying attention to what we're saying now um, because we actually have things to say and um, and we we've always had things to say it's just it's not our fault that it wasn't really recognized for a while but um, but yeah I mean um, I, I, yeah I don't think of I don't think in terms of whether it's a boy club boys club or I mean I travel with men like my <laughs> my, my team is all a bunch of men so yeah. um, I relate to men a lot even though I'm a woman but but I also think like I try to I try to tell people that it doesn't matter like what you are or who you are or what you do or um, you know what your race is or anything like that it's it, you can do like anyone can do do it if they have a passion and a love for it and and a drive and ambition you know mm -hmm. so tonight you're playing the bishop um, you've got a band with you I do it's not yeah. just you um, so what can people if they're coming out what can they expect from one of your shows um, so we have like a pyrotechnics uh, <laughs> thing a little bit of twerking no I'm just kidding <laughs> no um, I, you know we have a good time I, I have mm -hmm. great musicians on the road with me um, that that kind of blow my mind every night um, on a musicality level I can I sit there and I, I sing the songs but you know when, when my guitar player takes a solo uh, I'm just as in awe as the audience is of what he's doing and the drummer is fantastic so we, we have fun we love to play and we love each other and we have a good time on the road, and um, I think that really comes through. I'm a bit of a quirky uh, person, so I always say kind of funny little things on stage. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good good show, and I think it's a lot of fun. That's great. Um, if somebody was going to buy you a drink <laughs> at the show, what would be a good bet? Probably Fireball Whiskey. <laughs> like All right. That. Like All right. Well, you heard, it. you heard it here. Um, just so we don't run out of time, will you play another song for us? I will. I will play you. 
A song called Hard As This uh, off uh, Tin Star.
That was Lindy Ortega singing hard as this from Tin Star live in the WFHB studios. Uh, just going to wrap some things up. She's playing a show tonight at the Bishop. I think it starts at 9. If I'm wrong, whatever, you'll get there early. <laughs> uh, thank you to our engineers, Jim Lang and Dan. And thanks to our executive producer, Jim Mannion. Thanks to Liza for letting us bust into her afternoon mix. <laughs> and most of all, thank you to thank Lindy you. for coming for in. Me. Yeah, this was a real treat. Um, and yeah, this has been Katie. I'll catch you all next time on WFHB's Firehouse Sessions. Until then, have a great weekend.